welcome to the Kosafa Show with Mark Gleason and Nick Say. Welcome to the first Kosafa Show of 2022 as we look ahead to another bumper year in the region. There are tournaments coming thick and fast. The Kosafa General Secretary, Sue Tom, will talk about all of that and a whole lot more. Kasafa managed to stage six tournaments last year, which is in part hampered by the COVID-19 pandemic. And the aim is to increase that further with the addition of at least one new exciting competition. Sue will tell us more about that. 2021 was a, a busy year for Kasafa, despite the, the challenges of COVID-19. Um, we still managed to host, uh, I think it was six tournaments in the end, starting with the, the 2021 Kasafa Cup. Just from your overall um, impression of how the year was before we start talking about the tournaments individually? I think 2021 was a good year, uh, of course, on the back of uh, 2020, where three quarters of the year uh, there was no football at all. And then uh, four tournaments were crammed into a six-week period. Uh, 2021 gave us a little bit uh, more of uh, normality. Um, starting with the Kasafa Cup uh, that took place um, in uh, in uh, Nelson Mandela Bay um, and was a resounding success, and uh, followed thereafter by the inaugural uh, Women's Champions League, which was a qualifier for the um, for the CAF Women's Champions League. Uh, then we had the Senior Women's uh, in uh, Nelson Mandela Bay again. Uh, we had um, an inaugural beach soccer, which was uh, very exciting and which was hosted by uh, Etikini, um Metro. And uh, and uh, finishing off with the under-17s girls and boys that had taken place in, uh, in Lesotho as part of the Region 5 Games. The one disappointment, of course, uh, was the postponement of the under-20 uh, boys' championship, which we were really looking forward to uh, taking place in uh, Eswatini. And, uh, of course, that had been predicated by the uh, the latest uh, uh, variant and um, uh, team's inability uh, to to participate. Yeah, and if we, we just go all the way back to the Kasafa Cup um, in Nelson Mandela Bay, we had Senegal, who were, were guest nations. Um, how important is it to have these guest nations to come in and add perhaps a, a different uh, style of football to the overall product? I think that's exactly it, Nick. Um, that uh, bringing teams in from from different zones uh, of uh, of Africa does bring that uh, that different style of play, and I think challenges um, our uh, football associations here, and that's what we want because all of our tournaments, even in the Kasafa Cup, we still uh, view as developmental um, from the point of view that it gives uh, coaches an opportunity to look at new players, etc. So we're wanting teams to extend themselves uh, rather than just be, you know, uh, treating these as 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 friendlies as they might do, uh, you know, one association to another just to, uh, you know, have um, have some uh, play time, game time, uh, and rather 
you know, be making this as uh, as challenging as possible, which uh, can only set them up, uh, you know, for uh, preparation, you know, for qualifiers and the like. Yeah, and I, I know it's also um, done at junior international level where it's very interesting as well. Do you get a lot of interest from uh, around Africa when these tournaments are coming up of, of teams who want to come and participate? We do, uh, and perennially um, from the Sekafa region, you know, they have become uh, quite used to uh, being invited to Kasafa tournaments. And in fact, before before we've even extended an invitation, they are asking, um, you know, the likes, likes of Uganda, uh, Tanzania in particular, uh, but, you know, some other countries uh, as well. We've had uh, in the past the Gambia asking, you know, when is the all under 20? Can we come and participate? Um, so that's, um, it's, I suppose, humbling for, you know, for Kasafa that, uh, you know, that they, they, they want to participate in our tournaments. And, Wherever possible, um, of course, you know, preference is always given to our own associations. But uh, where there is a gap, um, you know, we we look to you know to fill those from our uh, our sister zones. And and of course, the Kasafa Cup was also the first instance this year, at least, of having to put in place COVID protocols, um, uh, having teams in biosecure environments and whatnot. We, as you mentioned, in 2020, there was those four tournaments where it was first implemented, but. Just on the whole, looking across all the tournaments, uh, you know, do you think uh, Kasafa, with the help of Safa and, and Dr. Tulani and Gwenya, have now got the correct protocols to be able to play within this these challenging environments? Yes, uh, I think um, last year, you know, was a, obviously a game changer and would not simply have been possible you know had it, had it not been you know for the the strict implementation of those uh, of those protocols um and we always you know do give a big uh, you know thumbs up to to, to Safa, um and in particular to Dr Nguenya for having led us um through those troubled waters but you know we we are are quite um uh, I, I wouldn't. I don't want to say that we, you know, we haven't become complacent, but we we know the the, the protocols that uh, you know that now need to be implemented, and it has it has seen us through the tournaments this year. We've had um, a, a, a a couple of cases in each uh, in each of the well, not each of the tournaments, but certainly in the Kasafa Cup, we had a couple. Uh, in the Women's Champions League, we had fewer. So it's you know it's become better and uh, better and better um but um we know it's it's something that that we have um accepted that we've got to do in in order to to keep the tournament going and uh, and to protect uh, all the participants now obviously you you know have a lot of conversations around this at, at CAF level as well and we're seeing now at the nation's cup there was obviously some some cases before the tournament you know teams who who were arriving in Cameroon do you think the sporting world and sport in Africa has now just accepted that this is the way forward for, for now and, uh, you know, the game must go on? Absolutely, because, you know, otherwise football uh, sport uh, in general is, you know, will just stagnate. So when you've got a major um, a major continental world, really, championship uh, happening right here in Cameroon at the moment. And yes, you know, there, there, have, been, um, there have been cases. Um, CAF has been... Um, uh, you know, very uh, has taken cognizance of, um, I think, some challenges during uh, the, the club championships with with service providers, i.e., you know, laboratories, and has brought in um, an internationally recognised uh, external 
um, a laboratory to to be conducting all of the team's tests so so that we can put paid you know to to those negativities you know about a host you know a host uh, uh, laboratory a host country laboratory doing doing those so you know they've uh, they've done their homework and and paid due diligence in in that respect uh, they've uh, identified um, isolation centers as and when is is necessary but uh, I think the teams are, are kind of taking it on the chin uh Malawi you know had quite a number of cases but I see that they are back to uh, looking to be back at uh, full strength when they take on Malawi, uh, Zimbabwe on Friday so yeah the, the, the game must go on you know it's it's a whole industry besides just the the, the players yeah and then just just moving on to the the Kasafo women's uh, champions league which was obviously a qualifier for the inaugural CAF women's champions league um how i know that's been on the radar of Kasafo for a number of years now but how much of a step forward uh, was it to be able to host that competition this year specifically for women footballers in the region a major step um, I think when one is, uh, you know, been looking to to grow the game of uh, um, of women's football for for some time, and and Kasafra I think has made great strides, you know, in that particularly uh, since the uh, the addition of the under seventeen um, women's. But doing it, bringing it down to club level, uh, can only have an exponential uh, effect, I think, on the growth of of the game. Um, so the women's championship that we had last year, which, as you say, was uh, was a qualifier. Um, we had seven teams. We should have had eight, but um, uh, this tournament is is governed by the the club licensing regulations, and unfortunately, one of the teams was disqualified um, by their own association. You know, in the application of the club licensing. So um, I think it's it it was. Uh, a big step forward and of course will be um, an annual feature on our calendar and we're looking to to do that uh, in August this year August uh, being the women's month in South Africa and um, and we're certainly hoping that that we are going to have uh, more teams participating we would want at the very least to you know to to have eight but but growing it uh, annually you know to 10 and to and to 12 teams so that um uh, you know, clubs uh, clubs are are given the opportunity um, to to participate in the the CAF final tournament. Yeah, and I know at, at that Champions League tournament um, for the final day, there was a visit from FIFA uh, Secretary General Fatma Samora and the head of football uh, Sarai Berman. How important is FIFA's support um, for Kasafa in, in growing the women's game, but also the junior football tournaments? Critical at this point in time. Um, it has been, you know, really since um, since the advent of uh, of the, the the FIFA Ford, and and more particularly uh, when FIFA, I think, recognised uh, very clearly under. Uh, the, the the current uh, FIFA president Gianni Infantino, the 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 place and the role that the the zonal unions play um, in developing football, um, you know, uh, on the on the continent and making money available, uh, you know, which is is kind of the, the core, the seed money that is uh, required for for women's and juniors in the absence of sponsorship. Of course, you know, it's uh, we are. We are always, um, you know, on a daily basis, um, looking to to secure corporate sponsors um, or sponsors, you know, sponsorship from or uh, income from wherever it comes. 
funds um, so that uh, we we can do more than just you know having the seed money and being um, entirely in, um, dependent um, on on the FIFA forward. But uh, but certainly it has been absolutely critical because that has allowed us to have started the under seventeen uh, women's. Um, and uh, to have the under-17 boys as a regular feature on our calendar and so on. And then again, you know, for the for the Women's Champions uh, uh, League, um, likewise. And uh, we've also, as you know, around all of our tournaments, we, 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 we treat the tournaments holistically and we like to do um, educational courses um, and, uh, and CSI projects and uh, uh, all, you know, all of that obviously comes at a cost and uh, uh, FIFA's support uh, of Kasafa because I think they recognise, you know, what uh, what we are doing and, uh, are, you know, trendsetters on our continent. So their, their support, their ongoing support has really been critical. Yeah, and you, you touched on there on the, the legacies and I think legacy projects and that's something I think is very important. Uh, you know, I know all Kasafa tournaments, wherever they're played, uh, in whichever country, Kasafa likes to leave behind um, skills and knowledge. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about what types of uh, courses are usually run during a tournament? Yes, uh, Nick, and uh, and it is about um, you know not just coming into into a city, into a country, playing the tournament, and and uh, you know and leaving. It is um, fundamentally about leaving something behind. Um, so we look at, at each of our tournaments to do an administration and management management course. Um, if if we're doing a women's uh, uh, tournament, we will. Um, uh, you know, try and uh, well, we do. Uh, you know, uh, prefer uh, to have um, at least a seventy percent, um, seventy thirty split uh, in uh, in favour of women. So it's an administration and management, which of course you know is is very important across the across the the the, uh, the footballing sphere, whether it is uh, a, a club at you know at. Uh, at at a local level, whether it's the football association or anything in between, um, and then we do we always do a referees course. Of course, that that will be um, a uh, a referees refresher course for the tournament appointed referees, but to which ten to fifteen local referees are always invited. And from that, we have really picked up some jewels over the you know over the last couple of, couple of years. Um, in terms of young referees that have then been groomed and have found their way, um, you know, quite uh, quite quickly, I have to add, um, onto the the continental um, stage and you know being becoming FIFA referees, um, and then uh, we also do um, coaching courses. We've we've done a lot of the D license, being the bottom uh, rung of the pyramid. Um, so D license for uh, male coaches and for female coaches. Uh, when again, when we're doing a women's tournament, um, it will be specifically for female coaches. So those are uh, some of what we do. And then we, you know, we'll bring in, you know, a, a medical a medical course, um, or in some of the junior tournaments, uh, you know, we might be talking to to the players about life skills, etc. So uh, we try and kind of change it up uh, every now and again, but we have our, you know, our sort of core. Uh, of of courses that we do, and and just on the subject of courses, in 2021 was the inaugural Kasafa Women's Leadership Program, um, which was a great success. As well, uh, there was also a uh, coaches course, uh, which was hosted by La Liga. 
Um, so it seems like, you know, everyone looks at the football and everything that happens on the pitch, but actually what happens off the pitch um, has become incredibly important and, and Kostafa is certainly leading the way. Yes, uh, and uh, thanks to, you know, to partners like La Liga, uh, where we were able to do, it was an online, uh, in fact, we 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 did two um, uh, uh, online coaching courses, and again pitched at different levels. You know those at uh, um, you know in the in the in the clubs, and then at the grassroots as well. Um, and um, we had uh, really an overwhelming um, uh, interest. You know, we had we had set, uh, put it out to our our member associations uh, to to select and and put forward. Uh, I think just two or three codes each, but on the back of that, and you know, as as the information was going out, we we had um, you know <laughs> more more uh, more interest that we could actually uh, deal with, and that's why we asked them, you know, for a for a second uh, a second round, and uh, we will be doing that a- again this year, um, you, you know, with uh, La Liga coaches, uh, t- you know, taking taking our coaches through their bases, so that was uh, that was really good. Um, we also did um, a, a, a futsal a futsal coaching course. Um, again, um, it, it's something futsal is something that we that we um, had intended to um, implement for the first time in twenty twenty one, but uh, unfortunately the host association weren't quite quite ready. So uh, we'll put that on the back burner until and you know until the time is right. But in the meantime, preparing, um, you know, coaches and preparing a team in the Southern African region, not all of whom currently, you know, play futsal. So that was something else. And then, as you say, uh, the women's leadership uh, program, which was absolutely fabulous, ran over a, a three, uh, three to four month period. Uh, once once a week, and we had you know some uh, some really good uh, speakers, uh, facilitators, mentors um, on that program, and uh, that is something again that we will uh, look to be doing this year to be giving women um, in sport um, the the opportunity to to grow and to um, take their take their place with it with whether it was in their association, in their club, in their league. Um, and we had some uh, really good uh, participants uh, coming with good ideas and projects. So very exciting. Yeah. And speaking of new beginnings, of course, we had the, the beach soccer uh, championship that was played in Durban, which was part of a uh, an agreement that is in place uh, with the with the coastal city. Can you just tell us a little bit about that agreement and, and how the beach soccer went? Yes. So this is a, a three-year agreement with um, uh, the KwaZulu-Natal um, a province and Etchequini. Um, uh, so it's in a, a tripartite um, and it encompasses three tournaments uh, annually. So it, uh, this year, the, the Kasafa Cup uh, will take place in Durban. Um, and then it's the Women's Champions League that uh, uh, it took place, as, as you rightly say, in 2021 and will also be for another two years in Durban. And then a beach, uh, the same. So uh, very exciting. Um, I had uh, just recently come back from uh, from the World Cup, the beach uh, World Cup in in Russia, and uh, came you know straight straight into into Durban um, uh, a couple of months later where we did the the beach. So that was really uh, an exciting 
peach sake is is you know it's a festival and it, it was really exciting so uh, we had we had six teams unfortunately one or two weren't able to come because um, of travel restrictions covid etc um again it's it's uh, it, it's not um uh a football discipline that all of our member associations uh, participate in at the moment. Um, but we've got the likes of Lesotho that have uh, said that they are going to 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 uh, to be introducing beach soccer into into their calendar. So very exciting, and uh, we're really looking forward to uh, to a second round um, this uh, this year in Durban and to having more teams, and uh, particularly. Uh, inviting, te- looking to invite teams from from other zones um, in uh, in the Sikafa region, um, Uganda, very strong um, Tanzania, Zanzibar, and uh, we're really aiming to to be able to secure Senegal uh, for this year's uh, tournament. Oh, that's fantastic! And, and just speaking about this this year um, and looking ahead to to the calendar, obviously with COVID nineteen and various other factors, uh, you know, we we can't. We can't be certain about everything, but but in terms of the intentions of Kasafa and, and which tournaments they would like to host, what, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, uh, you know, we're always uh, shooting for blue skies um, and on our radar this, this year, um, uh, we'll be starting with the Kasafa Cup, uh, which we look always to to be playing at the end of the South African PSL season. So, and, uh, and there's an international window, of course, uh, uh, I think for the first two two weeks of June, so that's that's what we will be plugging for in terms of timing, and um, followed by possibly the beach soccer in July. Uh, just waiting to you know to finalise that with the host the host city. Um, August will definitely be the month for the Women's Champions League, which again will be a qualifier for the 2022 uh, CAF uh, final tournament, which takes place later in the year. Um, September is uh, is the month of um, the senior women's championship, uh, so that uh, that will be plugged in. Uh, we always try and, and to try and get part of the tournament um, in the women's international uh, window, and then um, October uh, we will be doing the under twenty boys in Eswatini as a qualifier to the Afcon under twenty next year. Um, we've also got another qualifier on the on the radar, and that's the under seventeen boys. Uh, there's uh, the Afcon next year, so that will be played. Uh, not the dates not uh, finalised yet, nor is the uh, nor is the host association, but certainly has to be done um, by the beginning of December. And uh, and then the women's under the girls under seventeen, um, a little bit fluid at the moment in terms of uh, of where that will be, but it will be, and um, and then also we will have on our radar this year. We had initially planned an under fifteen tournament, but that will be superseded by a zonal qualifier um, for the final uh, of the Pan African Schools tournament, which CAF are. Uh, introducing so um, those uh, the schools tournaments will be kicking off at at a national level uh, very shortly this year and then each of the zones is uh, will be doing um, a zonal qualifier uh, for 
um, you know, the, the, the champion school uh, in each of the national uh, associations. So we're looking forward to that because that's, um, you know, the schools and the under 15 kind of go hand in hand. So uh, we will be achieving what we had set out to do. Oh, fantastic. Um, but before all of that, of course, you are uh, at the Africa Cup of Nations in Cameroon. Uh, we're now uh, almost a week into the tournament. Just just your impressions from the ground about, about how things are going? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, fabulous. Uh, 24 teams um, in Cameroon. Uh, the, the government here have really, uh, I think, you know, done everybody proud in terms of uh, the facilities that they have um, that they have provided uh, the Olympic Stadium, which is the the, the new one in uh, Yaounde, which is uh, playing host tonight to Cameroon, Ethiopia, uh, an absolutely fabulous um, facility. And um, yeah, things things are going well. You know, all of the the teams, of course, in house, as I say. Have, you know, been uh, hit with some COVID cases, but uh, getting on with it. Um, a lot of attention uh, again in terms of uh, protecting everybody, and I think that was something which uh, uh, President Mosepi, you know, had uh, indicated. You know that that would uh, would be done. So um, the regular testing, you know, of all of the teams every forty eight hours. Um, as well as the the uh, the CAF delegation, referees, etc., um, and then of course the, the the protocols, you know, for spectators, which uh, which have been introduced in terms of uh, vaccination certificates. And what what one has found here uh, is that prior to the start of the tournament, I think there was there seemed to have been a bit of reticence in terms of uh, vaccination, but the the rate of vaccination, um, you know, in the local population seems to have uh, picked up, um, you know, with the protocol having been put in place that one has to have been vaccinated and have uh, a, a negative uh, test. So, um, you know, that's uh, I think that's a spin-off, but uh, a very exciting tournament. Uh, I think we've had some some really good games, some certainly some very interesting uh, interesting games. And, uh, and and looking forward to uh, you know to what the next week brings. That's it then for another episode of the Kasafa Show. As we continue to enjoy what's been an intriguing Africa Cup of Nations so far, more about that tournament in the next episode, which will be in a fortnight's time. Don't forget, you can listen to more of our podcasts on Sokoloduma Radio, Kasafa.tv, Spotify, and iTunes. You can also get the latest news via our website at www.kasafa.com and on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. 